The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, and even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven. But he beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Autopilot. Have you ever had a moment in your life where your life just seemed at times on autopilot? Those moments where maybe we find ourselves driving that familiar route to work or to school or to the activities and we actually arrive and we don't even remember the drive. Or those moments of autopilot where the alarm goes off in the morning and we wake up and we just go through the whole routine of the day and we arrive to it and it's just the same. Autopilot. Sometimes when we find ourselves on autopilot, there's moments where we just kind of need to shake things up a little bit and, and, and try something new. Autopilot can be good. Autopilot can be very good in some cases, but when it comes to relationship, and what means to us if our relationships turn in just a form of autopilot? It, cannot, it can lose a little bit of its meaning. It's human nature. We get into routines and we end up at times on autopilot. God is calling us out of autopilot. God is calling us daily out of comfort. All we have to do is search the scriptures and we'll see that his chosen people, he's always calling them and pushing them a little further. Push out into the deep. Do not be afraid. Cast your nets, Peter. I don't need you on autopilot. We see in the gospel today, we can see the Pharisee, a religious leader that found himself at the far extremes of autopilot. He was doing it all. So much so that all he was doing was closing in on himself in a certain way, and it was a self-serving approach, and he even forgot who he was worshiping in the temple. Because he was given laud to himself instead of worshiping our Lord. 
the reviled tax collector who was hated by the people, found himself in the back, beating his breast, saying, depart from me, I'm a sinner. And he's the one that Jesus spoke about who went away justified. He knew that he was a creature and God was his creator and he came seeking mercy, forgiveness. And he had faith. These past three weeks, we've had an October series entitled Connected to the Vine. Meant to awaken us, all of us, myself included, all of us, awaken us from any form of autopilot. An invitation to be intentional in what matters most in our relationship with Jesus, something we want to do every year now at St. Gabriel's. Recommit to Jesus. Recommit to a relationship. Our lives change. Things happen. And we have to go back to that first love. Back to that first I do in marriage or that I will follow you in our vocation as a priest or a deacon, whatever. Back to that first call. We spoke about being intentional in three areas in discipleship. And I'd like to recap briefly on those three areas for those who may not have been able to be here all three weeks or also for those who are visiting from out of town. My hope is for you when you go back to your parish, these three things on discipleship, you carry back and incorporate into your parish. Three intentional areas of discipleship. Intentional spiritual growth. Intentional worship. And intentional partnership with Jesus Christ himself in mission and in ministry as he works through us. Intentional spiritual growth. We talked about our the mulberry bush being uplifted and planted into the sea and how the sea can be our lives. Many of us have been uprooted from different parts of this country, uprooted from schools or places of work, either willingly or unwillingly, but up when it rooted and planted. And sometimes that ocean where we're planted, our lives can be turbulent, but we're still called to bear fruit. We're still called to grow. That was week one. Intentional in that desire to stir that desire for spiritual growth. Am I growing? Am I truly growing in my spiritual life, my relationship with Jesus. Worship. In the second week, we witnessed the ten leopards who were cleansed and how one who was halfway stopped and saw that only God can cleanse a leper. And so instead of going on to the priest, the others who were going to the priest, they weren't doing anything wrong. You had to get 
confirmed from the priest that you were healed before you could even go back and be with your family. They were outcasts, the lepers. And so the other nine went to the priests, but one recalled that he was on holy ground and he left. Once he was healed, turned around, went back to Jesus, fell on his knees and worshiped. And Jesus said, I healed your body, but there's something far greater than that. Go, your faith has saved you. Through his act of worship, his faith saved him, his faith in Jesus. So we looked at that the second week, intentional in our worship. Yes, the one hour a week when we come here, but can I prolong my Thanksgiving in the Eucharist into that board meeting on Wednesday or that athletic event on Tuesday or that carpool on Monday? Can I prolong that and continue to worship our God who I receive when I come here? Intentional in our worship, not confined to just a building, but our temples are temples of the Holy Spirit constantly in that state of worship. And last week, we got the hand for a reason because Jesus holds out his heart to us and gives us his heart in the Eucharist, gives us his very self and his living word to our hearts at Mass. And we partner with that because we give him our hand. And what he wants from each one of us is our heart. He wants an intentional partnership with him in his mission. The type of partnership that he saw in the widow with the widow's might. Not that she gave in grandeur, but he got so excited because she gave of her livelihood. She gave her heart. And investing in partnership in the mission and ministry. And it was in last week when we talked about that, actually our first fruits, the offertory, investing financially in the mission of Jesus Christ, financially giving so he can work through this parish of his. And we spoke about the example of our faith and how our faith may be the biggest book on our bookshelf. That was last week. But Jesus in the gospel said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Our faith is not meant to be the biggest book on the bookshelf. Jesus wants our faith to be the bookshelf. He wants our faith to hold up everything we do, to support everything we do. And in doing that, believers of Jesus Christ, followers of our Lord, followers of the way, will truly help transmit the faith down through the generations. So hopefully when Jesus does come at the end of time, maybe in our lifetime, probably not, but in the lifetime of those after us, if he comes, he'll find faith on this earth if we really prioritize that as something that matters, the highest thing in our, our life. Our faith is meant to be the bookshelf. This weekend is our annual commitment weekend. You have the commitment card that's here. I'm holding one in my hands. I ask you to take it out. 
If you don't have a commitment card, feel free to raise your hand, an usher someone, it's okay, can bring it by. If you have a bulletin, the commitment card is in there. Purpose of the commitment card, very important. Why do we have this? Why do we print this out? It's for you, either individually or as a family. The purpose of the commitment card is to use it as a tool, as a means to help each of us think and not just think, but also pray, invoke the Holy Spirit about our relationship with Jesus in these three areas. Intentional growth spiritually, worship and partnering with our Lord through a financial gift, first fruits. Use this commitment card. Use it for a family conversation. To talk to your children about it. To witness at the dinner table how these three things matter. And they do matter. You wouldn't be here if they didn't matter. But to communicate that to the little ones so they learn from you if it's within a family. Where do we find it? I mentioned in the bulletin, it's handed out to you, it's also on the website. How to complete it. Preferred that you complete it online. You fill it out as a family here and keep it at home, keep it somewhere special, maybe where you pray in your house so that you can have this here say, this is our commitment and it's not a piece of paper. It's a commitment to a person. It's a commitment to Jesus who we love. I did mine online. I did mine this morning. It's not enough for me to stand up and talk the talk. I went, did the QR code, whatever we call it, filled it out, put in my monetary gift, my pledge, pledged my time to, for my own personal spiritual growth. I'm not there, I'm, I still consider myself an infant in growth. That desire, that hunger to grow and to commit my time to worship three masses this weekend to worship each one as if it were the first mass, the last mass, my only mass, and then to carry that love for Jesus out. So the commitment card, we prefer you do it online. Fill it out online. You may also do it personally and write it, hand it in, think about it, bring it back, and you can drop it in the box in the back. We'll take it written too. We'll take it written, your commitment card. As for those who we are oh so blessed, and it's immense blessing, those who happen to have the grace of going to Catholic school, to whom we support, who get to walk in those schools with the chapel, with Jesus in that chapel, and to go to their classes, and many of you teach or coach in those schools, and it's a blessing. Those who do that, there's more detail online for your commitment card for the tuition discount that is available to you, that this parish offers you and your family lovingly, and we desire to do that. This commitment card may be familiar to you because those who go to Catholic school have been asked to do it for the past year. It's nothing new for them. They've, we started with those who were blessed to support who attend the Catholic school, where the parish financially supports that at roughly $1,000 per child. This year, that will be one $1.1 million in which myself as your pastor lovingly signs once a month an $86,000 check to the max downtown. $86,000 
which is just so that our parents can get a discount of approximately $4,000 per child in that ballpark by being a participating Catholic. We want to do that. And I thank all y'all who've been doing that for years. If you're part of that system, uh, please, you can see that online too. That will help you. In the narthex, in the back, as you walk out, St. Gabriel's looking at you, loving you, praying for you. Beyond him, in the little encove, you can walk in there and take a look as you go out. And when you come back next week early, throughout November, the month of November, we'll be adding names to a display in our narthex of those who join us in this commitment. It's a celebration. It's an act of worship. It's putting our names up there and saying, we're all in. We're in. Hopefully my name is up there and I filled mine out. Hopefully it got printed out quick. No, but above our names written in heaven. But it's good to see. The kids will want to see it. They come in there. Where's our name? Where's that? We're there. We're part of this. We're connected to the vine as a parish. We're participating in a mission. We're committed to Jesus. Let me tell you what the annual commitment is not. If I've told you what it is, let me tell you what it is not. Because sometimes our mind go right back to maybe experiences of past. That this annual commitment to Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ, and his parish, to whom this parish belongs, is not a commitment to myself as your pastor, nor is a commitment to Father Mike, who assists in the mission in a beautiful way, collaborating shoulder to shoulder with me as priest in this parish. It's not a commitment to us. It's not to us. It is not about checking a block. I've done it, I'm part of the team. It is not about following rules. I'm following rules so I get this or that. It's not a transaction, it's not any of that. It's a commitment. It's not a capital campaign. It is not a capital campaign. Small example of that. We have, through the COVID and all that stuff, our technology and our four camera live stream is reaching beyond this state and beyond this country. When I, when I arrived, there wasn't so much of a need of the technology, we weren't there. Everything was done off of an iPhone. Singling her out with her family, our communication director, Darby, now has another person working for her, is equipment to help, and there's a need for another person to really do what we need to do to reach all the people that we're reaching, which is overwhelming in this information age. So it's not a capital campaign, it's to support the mission, and that's a small example of the mission that's needed. The technology mission, that's reaching many of our fellow parishioners at 9 a.m. in the morning, some right now, and one in personal, who I know I will visit tomorrow and bring Holy Communion because that person and his wife, that person is terminally ill. But they soak up every message and talk about it every time it comes. And you can see the light of gospel that they receive through the technology. So it's not a capital campaign. It is, at the heart, an invitation to be intentional about our faith. We have a real relationship with a real person, and that is Jesus. It is an invitation to invest in what matters most through worship, 
through our time and our gifts. Jesus, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is the vine. He is the vine. And we are the branches. He invites us to remain in him, to remain in his love. And if we do that, if we continue to do that, as vines, branches united to the same vine, we will bear fruit. We'll bear fruit, not for this life above all, but for eternal life. We will bear fruit as individuals. We will bear fruit as families. We will bear fruit as a parish connected to the vine.